What are you listening to? You're listening to the Get to Know Podcast. What's happening guys? This is Liam and you're locked into the Get to Know Podcast. If you're listening right now, big up yourself. I appreciate you. Shout out first and last time listeners. Shout out everyone following the socials, everyone interacting. Big up yourselves. Also, man is now on YouTube. The visuals are there, so it's not just the audio on YouTube. Now we've got visuals. Shout out my guy Zach for editing that up and making it look fresh. Make sure you check that out. And subscribe if you haven't already. Safe. So on to today's guest. And yeah, man, I was pretty gassed to get this person on. The first professional sportsman to come on the podcast. So big ups for that. So yeah, man, he goes by the name of Connor Walker. And he is a professional boxer from Wolverhampton. Gang, 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 big ups. <laughs> After a successful amateur career, 27 wins in 30 fights, he went professional and he was trained by the legend that is Ricky Hatton. Currently unbeaten with a record of eight wins and one draw. So it's great to you know, talk about his career so far and his future plans and what his views are on these YouTubers getting into pro boxing fights because that is a source of controversy. So it's uh, good to get the views of a, an actual pro boxer on the matter. So yeah, man, this is Connor Walker. So we're locked into the Get to Know podcast, and I am joined by unbeaten professional welterweight Connor Walker. How you doing, bro? Yes, bro. How you doing? Really well, man. Really well. And yourself? Yeah, man. Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Nice one, man. I'm really looking forward to this. So thanks again for for joining me today. That's no worries, man. No worries. All right. So uh, to get straight into things, we'll go uh, into the quick fire round. So I'll just ask you a series of questions, and you've got to, you've got to choose your preferred option. Okay. Yes, I might. Okay. So let's get into it. Firstly, English or maths? Uh, maths. Messi or Ronaldo? Mm, Messi. Films or TV series? TV series. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Apple or Android? Apple. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Kanye West or Jay-Z? Uh, Jay-Z. Biggie or Tupac? <sighs> Tupac. <laughs> A lot of people struggle on that one. Yeah, I like them both, man. I hear that. Spider-Man or Batman? Uh, Batman. Instagram or Twitter? 
Instagram. I even got Twitter, I think. I think I've got it somewhere along the line. (laughs) Winter or summer? Summer, all day. Good man. And finally, what is your favourite holiday destination? I've said Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been there. What's it like? Sick, man. Just so much to do there. Yeah. Um, I went there a few few weeks ago. Um, And it's just... Yeah, it's just, I, it's just I've been to a fair few places in, in Europe and stuff, but um, yeah, that's definitely the best best destination. Yeah, I'm a bit curious to see it and like just to kind of experience it. Like it's I don't know with Dubai, it's not like I'm I'm dying to go there, but I'm I'm curious to kind of see what it's like, like the whole concept of it being like a man made city and everything. Like yeah, I'm I'm curious. That's it, man. I was curious, man, but when as soon as I got there, just so much to do there. There's um, people are friendly and my dog, man. <laughs> um. Yeah, people are too so friendly. So much to do there, and you just feel safe there. It's just, um, it's just, it's banging, man. Exactly. All right, nice one, bro. So uh, to get into things, can you talk to me a little bit about your background? You know, growing up and what led you into boxing. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I've always lived in Wolverhampton. Grew up in Wolverhampton, so um, grew up in Graysley. Um, I used to play rugby since I was about. When was about I played rugby up until I was about eighteen, um, and then I started started boxing while I was playing rugby. Um, yeah, and then so I started drifting towards more the towards the boxing, um, and I was always sort of playing rugby, boxing, and I've always fighting on the rugby field. I thinking <laughs> I think I should put this into put the boxing into a bit of play. So yeah, I just started boxing. Um, I have 30 amateur fights in the boxing, um, lost three of them, um, and then went on to turn pro. Uh, I've been pro two years now. Obviously, the last year has been a bit slow with the COVID stuff. I've only had one fight in the in the COVID, which is probably more than most actually. Um, but yeah, I've had nine pro fights now. Um, drew one of them. I've made meant, meant to fight for the Midlands title three times now, and um, it's just been cancelled about every time. Oh man. That must be so frustrating. Yeah, it is, man, it is. Um, but yeah, that's it, really. And then obviously now I'm just tra- ticking over in the gym, just um, just waiting for the phone to go. Maybe you can get me out there. So how is it training now at the moment when you kind of don't really know when your next fight's going to be? You're kind of, you're not, well, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not anything concrete to look forward to. So what's it like kind of keep keeping that mentality yeah, yeah. up? It's hard to keep the motivation and it's hard to keep just keep your head on it, but um, I suppose you've got to stay professional in a sense and just try and tick over. Because I think I think Midlands fighters don't really get the chance to have like sort of full camps anyway, so they'll just drop a fight on a Midlands fighter, say three weeks in advance, four weeks in advance, and just say, "Here's your chance," um, and then you only get a couple of them chances um, before you sort of wiped off and you never get thought of that again. So you've got to keep yourself in a sort of fixed state, ready for the phone to go, and then you can just jump on it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard, but you've just got to stay professional and just try and stay in the gym. Um, and you've got, you've got to appreciate that the gyms are open for us professionals, whereas everyone else, they haven't got the chance to go to the gym. So you've got to make the most of it in a sense, don't you? Yeah, tell me about it. I, I'd say that's the one thing that I really miss, like just going to the gym. Like everything else, I'm, I don't know, it, it's, I'm not really missing yeah. anything else, but just going to the gym, man, like it's... Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's affecting most people, to be fair. 
the gym. I think that's the biggest one, isn't it, really? Yeah, because I actually thought, because when it became tier three, they brought in the tiers, and then Wolverhampton was put in tier three, but gyms were open in tier three, so I'm thinking, all right, cool, so yeah, gyms yeah. probably aren't going to close again, but then it happened, yeah. and... There's some of them people in there, um, I've seen, uh, there's a big bald guy, I've seen him on Instagram, where he's keeping his gym open. You know which one I'm Yeah, about? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name, and then there's another, that Nick Cock Powdy, so he's trying to keep his gym open. There's a, there's a few people just turning to bollocks and just crack cracking on, aren't they? So, um, and I know a lot of few of the cities, um, I think Italy, um, I think Poland, they're all sort of rebelling and they're yeah. all coming together. And they're just opening, but they don't care, so. I mean, we'll see how things go, but I think if it carries on like these people are just gotta put put a stand put a stand on it. So like you said that, you know, Midlands fighters you have often just get like fights, you know, given to you at short notice. Like why is that the case? Why is that a problem for, for Midlands boxers in particular? No, man. You know like you've got the with the boxing you've got the Londoners and then you've got the you know the I just think like they all get put before the Midlands fighters. I feel like down here we don't really get the the boxing's not really massive in Wolverhampton, not massive in the Midlands. Um, whereas in London and Manchester and Liverpool, the place it's bigger for boxing. Um, I feel the Midlands um, they have a sort of escalated yet, where where I think it can it can definitely become that way. But um, at the minute it's just um, you know. It's hard to say really, but they just get a little bit more exposure and time to get ready and do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to explain really, but yeah. So when you first started boxing, how, how did you find it? Was it something that you kind of took to and like, fell in love with straight away or was it maybe a little bit, it took a few sessions to kind of get into it? Yeah, nah, I, I mean, started boxing to keep fit for the rugby. Um, and yeah, I just instantly loved it. Um, I had my first fight and I was still sort of drinking. Uh, I just, you know, just being still being a lad. And then after that first fight, I realised, you, you know, you've got to, you can't play this game, man. So um, when you when I was after that fight, I thought, you know, I've got to try and stick, put my head down, and um, work a bit harder. And but yeah, it was. I mean, to be fair, I just I just jumped I just jumped straight in with both feet and I just had a good go at it and. Um, I've sort of cheated the game really. I, 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 when I'm fighting, I, I stick to my stick, sticking camp, and I don't, I don't cheat it really. It's, um, but yeah, I love it. I love the game. So when you say you don't cheat it, you mean you're like very by the book. You do everything properly, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When I'm in camp and I've, I've got a fight on the line, um, yeah, I'm a bit angry about. I just I'm on, I'm on, I'm on it on the job. Nice. So what was it about boxing that made you kind of want to take it seriously? Um, I like the dedication. I like the um, I like the I like the fact of another man saying I'm gonna beat you. Um, that to me, it, yeah, it gives me a buzz. And um, I don't know. I, like, I just like the challenge. And and obviously, the, there's the stories where people have come from nothing and they've gone on and they've earned millions out of the game. And, and obviously, that's money's not everything. But I mean, it's a big part of day to day life. So obviously, there's a money side of it. There's that, and um, yeah, and just the dedication. And, so, how old were you when you stopped playing rugby? 18. Because you, am I right in saying you played for Leicester Tigers? Yeah, 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 I've done a bit for Leicester. I played Leicester uh, County. Um, yeah, and then 
I just decided it was um, wasn't going for me really, and then it got to that stage where I think I think with rugby, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, you get to that level there, and you get uh, I don't know, you get overshone by not not the say posh kids, but like the kids who that who, who their dads are in the, in, in in with the t- the clubs, and um, yeah, you sort of get left in the shadows really. Um, do you think you could have made it pro, or do you think maybe that would have stopped you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could have, I could have, I could have, could have made it, but um, yeah, I just felt like I think, in, I think it, with sports, well, everyone needs to have the same card, and if you're good, then you should be, you should be treated um, fairly. Um, and it should be, should should be overshone by people that are, you know they haven't got the skills than you, but the the dads got more money than your dad, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I think I think that just put a, a bit of a dampener on it. So what did you find most challenging when you first started boxing? The diet. Yeah, the diet man, I like sort of like food I do, so <laughs> diet hard. <laughs> um yeah, the dedication when I know all the lads say you've got to miss out on quite a lot, um, in terms of the lads going out and partying, I've got to go and have a water and then, you know. Um, go back home and chilling out. It's just it takes a while to get used to, but obviously that's that's all part of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, to, hard to begin with, but you sort of just you get into it, get into it. But yeah, it is hard. So talk to me about what it was like going into your first amateur fight. I mean, how long were you had you been training prior to you know prior to that? I think I'm trying to go back. Only about eight eight weeks, I think. What? Well, so it was yeah. eight weeks from you starting boxing to you having your first amateur fight. Yeah, I say eight weeks. Probably about three, four months. I say I don't know. Probably three months. Um, I went to a show. Um, was it in town? The Dolman Banqueting Suite. Yeah. Um, I went there to watch the lads that was because I was training, doing a bit of training. I went there to watch the lads that was fighting, and I just said to I said to him, I fought on the next one. Um, he's like, okay, we'll see how you go, and then, yeah, and then I fought on that one. Um, but yeah, obviously it's nerve-wracking, and I, I had a few people come and watch me, and you're thinking, oh, what if I leave this? I know, but then, and then you watch, after about six fights to eight fights, you started just chilling out a bit, relaxing, and uh, once you can relax in the ring, that's when the best of you comes out of you, really. Yeah. Uh, the first few fights, you just just trying to just, just run in, and get it, get it over and done with, but, um, once you start enjoying it, it becomes um, fun. So talk me through that first amateur fight. Yeah, it was mad. Um, I think I sold about I first sold a fair few tickets for the fight, and uh, yeah, so just obviously it's hard to get used to the stuff. And then after, when you're knackered, then you got people come up to you trying to shake hands, and I, and I, I didn't know how to get made around it. So I was like, I, I think I was a bit snappy with some people, like, nah, leave me alone, or like, just wanted to get out of it. I just wanted to get out more, you know what I mean, get out of the, the, the thingy, but um, after a while you get used to it and yeah, you start embracing it, it's good man. Um, but at the, at the start, I don't even know how to explain it, mate, it's a weird feeling. Um, you can't you can't buy that feeling when, you know, your hand gets raised and... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a bu- it's a buzz, it's a buzz man, all I can say. So you won a couple of national titles in the England Development Championships as well as get you know getting to the semis of the England Elite competition. Yeah, yeah. So can you talk to me about those experiences and you know what they did for your career? 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, the first national title, first national title was like, um, everyone in sort of UK, you, you fight everyone who's had, uh, say, 10 fights and under. Um, so then, so yeah, I think, because of, because of my, my weight I was at the, at the time, I had to do like, I think I had to do like four fights to get to the Midlands final. So then, you, so you say you fight on the one weekend, and then you say you win that, and then you fight next weekend, you win that, and then the weekend after, you'll have to have like a fight on the Friday, a fight on the Saturday, um, and then, then you'll go on to the, then you go to the nationals then, and then so you have a fight on the weekend after, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. Um, so yeah, so it's it's good. But the uh, the under tens, I feel like it's just it's just a tear up. There's no because it's everyone's just sort of coming to the game and they just want to impress. It's just like having just a tear up really. And then the, the next the next um, championships, that's a bit more technical. I dropped my weight then because I was fighting at like 75 kg, where that's like super middle really in the pro in the pros. Um, and then I dropped it down to 69 kg to fight to fight welter. Um, and then obviously that was the second championship, so I won them. Uh, I think I had, I think I had about seven, six, seven fights in fight four weeks. It is. Um, and then the championships. That's and then when the I done the elites, uh, I had a fair few good fights on that. I think I had six, I think five fights to get to the semis, and then um, I come across a. Um, a tall southpaw, uh, really awkward. He was just, um, it was just hard to kick tag, and he, I lost on a split decision, but um, which yeah could have gone either way. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna debate that. Um, but yeah, just, just I learned so much because the thing is, like some fights you, you you can fight, and then after you can have a watch back, and it's just. Um, but yeah, the championships did boost me quite a lot on um, in terms of boxing skill and. Uh, yeah, I got more more attention from after 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 the couple of them. Yeah. So how was that experience like having to have like several fights in quick succession for like on consecutive days? Yeah, it's tough because you got to fight on seventh round on the Saturday. You got to be back in the gym Monday to, to train again for the following Friday or the Saturday. Um, so your body for about four weeks, your body whole body's just messed up, man. Um, it's just taking a battering every weekend and then you're training it's just yeah it's just tough going but it's worth it in the end I suppose when you, when you get the title and how did you find it the first time you had to you know, kind of drop weight yeah it was tough because I, I mean at the start I never really used to drop weight I used to just um, I used to just walk around eat what I wanted and just fight the bigger lad sort of thing I just used to be happy with that um, but then obviously once, I step, once you start stepping up and you have to start stepping up with the better fighters, and um, then you have to drop weight because they all they all end up being six odd foot, um, and I'm not the, the tallest out of the bunch. So um, yeah, cutting weight. I mean, it's, I suppose when you get to a certain level, you just you just have to do it. Um, but yeah, it's hard to begin with, and then the start, and then you start have to drop water and stuff like that. That's even harder when you're going to bed and your mouth's dry. Uh, you can't even drink. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it gets get sometimes, man. So if you if you've ate some too much on the couple of days before, you have to start dropping your water. Um, yeah, it can be tough, man. But it is what it is. So at what point did you think, yeah, I'm gonna probably gonna go professional? Um, after the the um, elite championships. Um, Someone put me in touch with 
Ricky, Ricky Ann's team. Um, and then, yeah, just, just me spoke to Ricky on the phone. He says, I want you to come up and um, do a bit of sparring. Um, so I can have a look at you and sit and have a chat with you, see if you want to turn over and stuff. So yeah, I went up there. Started going up there, say once or twice a week, doing a bit of sparring, doing a bit of pad work. Um, and then he was just like, obviously, he says, it's up to you, but you can, I want you to join, turn pro with me and, um, and live up here in Manchester. So I sort of, I thought, yeah, well, I have to see where the championships go. I thought if I won the championships, then I was going to stay on and try and push for the GB sort of um, GB squad. But uh, yeah, obviously, I, I, I lost in the semi, so I thought, you know, what, what we've got to lose now. I'm not going to wait another year um, for the championships. So I thought, yeah, I'll just turn pro. Let's see how it goes. And then it's obviously moved to Manchester. Um, yeah, it's good it's good up there, to be fair. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I bet. I saw you uh, You did some work on Ricky Hatton's house, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I was doing a bit of painting on his fences and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, what did it do, like, having someone of Ricky's pedigree yeah, for you? You have to pinch yourself sometimes, but, um, because I've got the likes of um, Tyson Fury and Billy Joe and all these people just walk into the gym naturally, and I'm just like, it's mad, like, but, uh, and then you got Ricky, but I suppose once you get... Once you get around the fact that they've um, done what they've done, and they're just humans at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah. Sick. And, uh, so he was your, um, your your trainer in the first few professional fights, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was my trainer. Um, I think for the first six, uh, seven fights. I think I've had yeah, I've had two fights since being back down here. So yeah, I've had, I've had seven fights under Ricky. Yeah. Okay. So how do, how comes you're not with him anymore? It was just I couldn't make ends meet in terms of money over, over there, um, and yeah, they had a few issues going on down home. Um, it's hard to live. I mean, it's hard to live in two hours away, um, and obviously every, all my work's down here. Obviously, I'm a toiler, so I couldn't sort of couldn't find a lot of work up there to mix in between my my training. Um, whereas down here, I've got I, I mean, I've got work everywhere. If you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, yeah it's just hard to meet ends meet, really. Okay, so um, talk to me about that transition between you know amateur and professional. So, like, was it so did it come at the right time? Is it something that you were kind of thinking about already? Or, yeah, I mean, I, when I first started boxing, I thought I didn't even think about pro, I didn't even think about making money out of it. I just thought I'd literally just, just doing a bit of boxing, just doggies. <laughs> Um, just doing a bit I mean doing a bit of boxing getting fit but then when someone put it forward to like do you want to turn pro I was like okay then like do you know what I mean I'll give it a go and see how it goes and then turn pro and then it just becomes normal and then then you just wait for your next fight I mean it's, the transition from amateur to pro I mean it's, it's always boxing but I mean there's just it's slowed down a bit it's slowed down a bit more with the pro game with the amateurs it's so fast and it's in out fast 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 Whereas the pros, you got more rounds. You sort of sit down on your shots a bit more, um, but it doesn't take you too long to sort of get your way around it, really. To be honest, yeah. it's just boxing, isn't it? So, and do you think this suits you better, that like the style of the pros? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I like I like the pros better. Um, yeah, I, I just like the fact that you can sort of sit down and your punches a bit more. Um, you, you catch catch a few more shots rather than. Just in and out, in and out, um, which I like. I like that pressure, pressure game really. 
So, and a lot, a lot of the time to work my bonus down and wear them out and see where the gaps are. So yeah. How did the approach differ from when you were training for say your first amateur fight compared to training for your first pro fight? I feel like the pros, I mean, when you turn professional, people, you've, you've instantly got a, um, you know, you've got, you've got, you've turned professional and it, it becomes then, you know, like professional status then is um, people who think you're going to be so much better and you've got so much more expectation, you know I mean? Amateur boxing, yeah, you, I mean, of course you've got expectations and you've got to put, put a show out there, but I mean, when you turn professional, it's like right now, I've got to show them why I've turned professional and, you know, it's um, it's just level, it's a level up then, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So you've just got to level up in every in every way possible. Um, I mean, with the amateurs, I'd probably train twice a day, every couple of days. I try and watch once every night. But with the pros, you start training twice a day, three times a day. Um, yeah, it just becomes a lot harder, and sparring becomes a lot harder. I mean, you start sparring, sort of champions, and um, yeah. So I mean, it's just it's just a step up, level up, isn't it? And uh, have you sparred with anyone where you've been like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually sparring you? Yeah, I mean, not so long back I sparred Kel Brook. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you just you just feel the, you feel his aura in the ring, man. He's, he's like, and he does little things where you think, you know, I, I didn't see that coming or, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and then you just, in your back of your head thinking, this kid's, this kid's just fought Golovkin. <laughs> um, but yeah, a, yeah, I mean, yeah, I felt that with him, to be fair. Yeah, I bet, man. So uh, I saw your first fight. It must have been incredible for you getting, you know, the TKO. Mm. Um, I bet it did wonders for your confidence. Talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I went out there, I went out there to sort of try and take him out there. But then, like, obviously, I learned from after that. Um, you, you can't sort of bang them all out. Um, uh, so I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I got, I got the, I got the TKO and. He was a tough kid, and you know, but I, I went hunting for it. But then after that, I realised if I keep going hunting for it, do you know what I mean? These journeymen, they're tough blokes, man. Yeah. You've got to try to hold the shots and pick them properly. Whereas with that, with that first fight, I was just, 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 just onto him. Um, but when you start moving up through the ranks, you've got to hide your shots and be a bit cuter. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back out there at the minute because I'm working on a lot at the minute. So I want to try and put it to practice. What's more satisfying for you, like going into a fight and then just kind of smashing the brother up, or a fight where you've kind of maybe have to think a little bit more, be a bit more tactical and maybe winning then on points? Well, everyone wants to go out there and smash them all out, don't they? Because um, you don't get paid for overtime, you know what I mean? But um, I think that uh, when you go in the ring and you start and you, 
you're trying to try things and it's not working here, then you have to look for a little gap here. I feel like that's um, it's more of a challenge and um, you're more satisfying then. Of course it is because you've had to work the guy out. Uh, instead of just blasting him out, you've had to work the gaps out and, and see where you're at. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more satisfying when, you, when you've got someone in front of you where you have to work a bit harder and think, definitely. So, um, you know, you've gone, you've gone on to have eight more fights, seven wins and a draw. So, like, what would be your assessment of uh, your professional career so far? Um, yeah, it's been good. I mean, um, I'm obviously, I'm happy with my record so far. The draw, um, I'm not so happy about it. I felt like I won the fight, but, you know, come. Um, and i just got to move on from it. Um and I just want to better myself now. Every fight I've had, I've sort of looked back and think of trying better this, better that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's good so far, but, I mean, there's always room for improvement, isn't there? So. Yeah. So, the way that your pro career has gone so far, I guess COVID couldn't have come at a worse time for you. So, how has it affected you and how have you adjusted to the changes? Yeah, I mean, I just... I just cross every bridge when it comes to it. I mean, you can't, in my eyes, these things you can't change. So you've just got to make the most of a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard because you can't make as much money. You can't. Um, you can't fight as much as you want to fight, and you know there's no there's no, there's, no, there's no telling what's around the corner. So I mean, it's hard to keep them. Yeah. I mean. I mean. If, if, you just got to cross the bridge when it comes to it. And it's hard to say with the COVID because we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening next week. We don't know what... So, yeah, it's just... I mean, it's different, isn't it? That's <laughs> all you can yeah. say. So, uh, is there likelihood of any fights in anytime soon for you? Nah, we're just... We're just getting ready for, like, my... I mean, I spoke to my manager and we're just going to get ready for the... Um, I mean, any dropouts, any, any, any fights that sort of um, don't come off and they need me to jump in, I'm happy to just jump in. Um. So I'm just I'm I'm just waiting for the phone to go, but I'm just gonna get myself fit and ready for any any sort of um anything that comes my way. Yeah, fairs. So uh, in your last fight that was against Nathan Benden, so not only did you get the win, but you made your Channel Five debut. So congratulations for that. Uh, how was that experience? Yeah, it's good, man. It was good. Um, obviously I fought Benden before. He's a yeah that man. He's a, um. He's a top fighter, um, tough lad, um, and I mean I watched that fight back many times, and it's I've seen things I've learned from it so much, um, and uh, yeah, trying to fight. I mean yeah, I mean can't can't beat that, um, and the views for that fight. I think the views for that fight was I can't remember the exact numbers, but there was big numbers. So um, yeah, it's doing big things for me, and hopefully I'll get another chance to get back on there. That's um, that's one of my goals, is get back onto um, Channel 5 or even Frank Warren or Sky. I was trying to push for that uh, Marku fight. Um, did you see that? Which, the, uh, uh, no, I didn't. That flying from Marku. I, sort of thought, I thought, fuck it, I'm going to try and call him out, see if I can get on Sky. And that hasn't come off. But I've said to, I spoke to the guy's manager um, and I'm hoping to get the winner from him and the guy that he's fighting. So hopefully this year, at some point, I can get on Sky and try and, try and um, get out there, yeah. Sick. What did that do for you going on Channel Five? Yeah, I mean, a few few more followers on Instagram and a few more people saying, "Oh, I've seen you on TV and stuff." But I mean, 
yeah, just just another fight, really. Yeah. Um, I obviously I've met I've met a few more people that are, could be um, could be useful to me in future. So yeah, I mean, just gotta wait and see, and just keep in the gym and see what see where it goes. But yeah. So, like you said, you know, you'd already fought Nathan uh, Benden. So, what's the psychology like when you're going into a fight with someone that you've already beat? Yeah, obviously, the first fight, I only won by two points. Um, so, obviously, he's I knew he's no mug. Um, and, I mean, I knew, obviously, I was going into the fight, obviously, in the back of your head, you're thinking, I've already fought with him, I've already beat him. Um but I mean, I just I think I just had to better myself from my last fight. If you know what I mean, I think all I had in my head was just as long as I better myself from the last fight, and which I did. I think I won every round, so um, in convincing, uh, and quite convincingly. So yeah, I mean, there was two different, but there was two different fights in a sense. In the second fight, I felt way more comfortable. I felt like that's my ring, and he couldn't do anything that shocked me. Anything he'd done, I sort of trumped. Um, whereas the first fight, he was doing a few little sneaky things here and there, and um, yeah, I had to sort of try and work my way around it. But um, the second fight, I felt comfortable. Mate, you yeah. looked comfortable. Yeah, I just felt I felt relaxed and comfortable. Um, yeah, it was good. So, um, what was it like? You know, in the pro fight, you go out there and you know the whole the, the crowd starts cheering your name. It must be a crazy feeling, man. It's mad, you know. It's mad. It is mad, but um, I feel like the walk out, you hear it. When I'm in the ring, I don't hear it. Um, I just sort of tunnel vision. And then it's after I hear it when I'm in the ring. I feel like sometimes I hear like a, a few mad mad things, like some someone in the crowd saying like uh, something mad and I just hear it and I just have a little laugh to myself. But I can't hear any, everyone else. Do you know what I mean? I just hear like a little thing here or a little thing there. Um, but yeah, it's just, I thought you need just tunnel vision on it really. Yeah. Uh, You're listening to the Get To Know Podcast. So, who would you say is your favourite boxer? That's a hard one, man. Um, well, you can give me top three if you want. Modern. Modern day, yeah? Or all time? All time, all time. I've got loads, man. Um, so, obviously... This, I'll say modern, we'll go with, say, you know, Canelo, he's my top fighter. Um, I love Le- Le- Levachenko, but obviously what Lopez has done to him, I think Lopez is, is, is definitely up there in one of my top top fighters as well. Um, and I like Tyson Fury. Um, uh, old school fighters, obviously I love Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, they're all the top top names, but I like Holy, Holy Field, Holyfield, mm, yeah. class. Um, uh, to be honest, I love I love I love loads of different fighters for different things, man. It's hard to just pick my top fighters. Um, yeah, it's hard, but yeah, I say probably Canelo at the minute. He's he's class, man. And say favorite British fighter. British fighter. Um, yeah, it's got to be Tyson Fury, isn't it? Yeah, Tyson Fury, man. He's a legend. I like Billy Joe as well. Billy Joe's good. Yeah. So um AJ versus Fury, who's your money on? I guess Tyson Fury. Yeah, it's gotta be man. I do rate AJ and I like him but I just think um Tyson Fury's just I think he beats him in every sense. 
What do you reckon? Um, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not. I'm only. I'm a casual boxing fan. I'll, I'll, I'll say that now. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure, man. It's. I, I want to. I like them both. You know what I mean. Yeah. And with Tyson Fury, it's just. It's hard for me to see anyone beating him. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, awesome, it's just, he just has that. I don't know. He's that awkward style. That mentality. Yeah. It's just. I really can't see him losing, but yeah. at the same time, I do a proper rate AJ. Like I'd, I'd, I'd love him to win. But, yeah. But yeah, at the same mm-hmm. time, like I like them both, man. So. Mm-hmm. So, other than yourself, are there any up and coming boxers that you think uh, you know people should know about? Yeah, I mean, there's a few, man. I mean, obviously, local lads. I'm training with a fair few good lads at the minute, like Danny Ball. He's um, he's got WBC silver. Uh, he's doing well. He's over to be fighting in um, two uh, March, I think it is. For the, he's just resigned to fight Warren. Oh, sick. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's he's doing well. I mean, obviously, I support all the lads that I'm training with at the minute. Um, upcoming fighters, who I should think about at the minute. Um, obviously, Brad, Brad Ray over in uh, Manchester. He's a, he's a good lad. Um, he's one of my good friends. Um, who else? It's hard to think, I don't put me on the spot like that. Hmm. Um, who do you think? In the Midlands. See, the Midlands at the minute, I mean, there's, there's not a lot going on at the minute, is it? So it's hard to say. Um, it's hard to see progression and stuff. Yeah. But I like, I mean, British fighters, I mean, British fighters, I think Joshua Bratz is one of my favourite upcoming fighters. Yeah. He's a class act. Um, yeah. And uh, what do you make of this fairly new trend of like YouTubers like getting professional boxing licenses and having these big fights at uh, sell out arenas? What's your take on that? You know what? I'm, I ain't got nothing against it. They're just trying to make some money, and you know they're, they're getting the numbers. And pe- if people are enjoying the fighting, if people are enjoying the fights that they're doing, then let them crack on. Do you know what I mean? It's not people are saying it's tarnishing the like the face of boxing which I sometimes I do agree with in a way but I mean at the end of the day everyone's just trying to make a bit of money and you know have a bit of fame here and there so I can't knock them it's just one of them I think people who are bitter about it they just I feel like they're probably jealous that they're not making as much money as them I reckon so yeah if a YouTuber calls you out you reckon you'd fight him yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the numbers are getting in yeah you know that, uh, Logan Paul, I think he beat the pay-per-view record below like some of our top fighters and some, I think he was just sort of a couple under my us, like crazy numbers like so, yeah of course he was. Yeah, I think I heard it was like the ninth biggest pay-per-view fight yeah, of all yeah, time or something crazy. like that, it's like wow. Yeah. And so what do you think of like the bit of a there's a bit of a divide between casual fans and the, like the hardcore boxing fans. Like I think people, I think the hardcore fans are kind of maybe looked down on the opinions of casual fans. So what are you? What's your take on on the divide? Yeah, I mean obviously, I think that like I mean, the people who like don't agree with it, they're gonna be the the hardcore boxing fans but they're, they're not going to agree with it because the sense that because I see how hard people like um, the upcoming fighters work to get nowhere near as, as much exposure and as much money that these, these YouTubers just walked in and they can do it which I understand um, but obviously the casual fans are the ones who are enjoying it they know these people they've got the following on Instagram and YouTube so 
they sort of feel like they know them in person. So then watch that they're, they're watching them and they're enjoying it. So yeah. let them enjoy it. I mean, the whole the boxing fans they're going to have a down on it because, like I said, that fighters work so hard to get nowhere near as much money as as famous they're getting in, like you know, six weeks. Um, but I just feel let them go, let them go on with it, man. Let them let, let them earn some money and have some fun. And so, were you a, a big boxing fan before you started boxing yourself? Yeah, I mean, I did like boxing, but I never sort of followed it as much as I do now. Um, like you said, I was just a casual fan. I was just a casual boxing fan. Um, and then even when I first started, I was just a casual fan. I just liked liked fighting, and I liked um, I liked the, like the whole surroundings, everything about it. But um, once I started getting a bit deeper and a bit deeper, um, yeah, I started becoming more serious about it. I remember when I was watching the fight of, um, sorry, your last fight, uh, the commentator, he was like, you know, he used to play uh, rugby, but then, you know, he used to get into quite a lot of fights and that kind of led you to boxing. So how did getting into boxing kind of help with, with your temper, if at all? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when, when you've had a bad day, there's nothing better than going down the gym and smacking, smacking a bag or having a spar and... Yeah, it releases your. I think as men, we've all got that little bit of fire in us. Do you know what I mean? And um, it's nice to just go down the gym on the end of the night. Say if you've had a, a, a bit of a shit day, you go down the gym yeah. and just bang it out. And then it releases endorphins and it, it makes me happy. And um, yeah, and then obviously, I've. St- I mean, I used to love fighting. Now I start. I don't like fighting anymore. I just um, I do it because I like the sport and I like the thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, Whereas now I, don't, I wouldn't fight on the streets. I just I, I don't agree with it now. Whereas then, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd strive off it. I'd love it. I'd love to. I'd love to go out there and start fighting. But um, yeah, I think my change change the way I thought about fighting definitely. So something that I've heard people say is that they don't really agree with having like all these different organisations. So you've got like the WA, so WBA, WBC, WBO. Uh, and people say, oh, there should just be one belt like, for, for each weight class. Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, I do agree with that in a sense. I feel like it takes, it takes the shine off the the, the, the champions in a sense. Because, I mean, you're getting things now where you're getting, you could call them email champions, where they're going from regular champion to um, a, a, the proper champion um, just by an email. They haven't had a fight by it. And then there's a, WBC Silver, there's just so many belts in one section. Um, I think it takes a shine off the, the, the lad who is the best. Because if you've got five different belts, who's the best? Then they won't yeah, fight yeah. each other either, that's the thing. Um, the sanctions um, and the promoters, different promoters and different belts. The fights rarely, the best fighters don't really fight the best fighters anymore because they can get away from it, they can get around it. Mayweather's sort of made this 50 and 0 and made everyone want to have. There's the zero next to their name. People don't want to have big fights anymore because they can just go around it and and fight for a different belt, um, which looks the same to like you say the casual fans. They look like oh look he's a world champion. Where I mean he hasn't fought the best to get the ch- the belt if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I think it can be a bit of a, a bit of a shit thing, but I mean it can be a good thing as well as as well as the thing. So I don't know, it's hard to say, but. Yeah, I think it, it takes a shine off it. 
So, what do you think the positives are of, of having the different belts? The positives are, I mean, everyone gets a chance to get a belt around the shoulders, really, in a sense. Um, it's not as hard, but um, you've still got to work hard to get one of them belts because you're still fighting top-level fighters. Yeah. Um, so, I think, yeah, I mean, there's, there's positives about it. I think it's... Um, Good. Everyone gets a chance to get a belt, like I say. Nah, fair enough. All right. So, um, what are your your goals, say, short term and long term? Goals, obviously. Long term, obviously, I was always world champion. Um, but I mean, short term, British British title. Obviously, I've got to work my way up through the Midlands and then the English and whatever. But yeah, um, British title. I think British title is the most prestigious title for me. Um, I'd love the British title, um, but I always say if I can get to British British level, then I can always go further. Um, so yeah, definitely. All right, and so what we're going to do now is go into the trivia section. Um, so five questions, multiple choice, and we'll see how you get on. Because you know what, I actually looked at these before us before we started recording. I thought, you know what. He's a little bit tricky, you know, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think they are, but... Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see how you get on. All right. First one, I don't think it's too bad. But... What boxing weight class is heaviest? Flyweight, bantamweight, or featherweight? Featherweight. Featherweight is correct. Yeah. All right. Now, the rest of them are mainly more welterweight-based... Okay, so Floyd Mayweather knocked out Ricky Hatton in which round of their 2007 title bout? Is it A, 8th round, B, 10th round, or C, 12th round? 8th round. It was the 10th round. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question. Terence Crawford is the current WBO, WBO welterweight champion and is unbeaten in 37 fights. How many of these victories have come by way of knockout? So, uh, A28, B32, C35. 28. 28 is correct. Well played. All right, next question. In what year did Manny Pacquiao make his professional debut? A, 1995, B, 1998, or C, 2001? 1995. Now, right there. I'm trying to think now. Because he's about 40 now, isn't he? Yeah, he's in his 40s. He's 40, so... I would say 1905. Got to be. Well played, it is 1995. Yeah. Alright, now, last question. Who did Kel Brook beat to win the WBA Welterweight Championship in 2014? Is it A, Adrian Bronner, B, Max Furman, or C, Sean Porter? Sean Porter. Yeah, it was Sean Porter. Four out of five, that's pretty good, man. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. I should have got that award, man, to be fair. That should be four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> ah, lucky man, you did well. Alright, and so just before we go, 
Um, I'm interested to know what music you're listening to. So, um, you know, recently I had like the like the Apple Music, Wrapped, that sort of thing. But yeah, who 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 you listen to at the moment? I like a bit of everything. I do, to be honest. Um, I like, I mean, I run to. Uh, you might think this is a bit mad, but like you know, like saxophone house. No. House man. Oh, uh, saxophone house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just that's my jam when I'm running. Sick. Um, I like that. Um, I love. It. I mean, I like to Kate Coke's new tune just then. I like a bit of Coco. I like a bit of um, Rich. Mm. I like a bit of everything. I like the eighties. I do. I mean, once sometimes I just put on the eighties, eighties mix. I sort of, I love that sort of stuff. I do. Um, nice. All the old school bangers. And, uh, usually, what song when you're training? When we're training, I think they just they mix you up, man. They mix you up. I I'm not really the one that uh I'm not the one that sort of um I don't really get in charge of the of the um of the Bluetooth, man. I just let them crack on with it. Um, I'm happy to listen to whatever I am. Yeah. I like a bit of everything. Nice. Yeah, that's the way forward, man. Just mixing it up. All right, man. Hey, you've been a great guest. But before we end, do you have any any last words? Yeah, man. Nice one. I appreciate that. Um, it's good stuff. That's it, man. Nice one. Appreciate it. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so Instagram. Um, it's Connor W, but it's spelled C O N A H W. Um, and then Facebook. Uh, Facebook's Connor Walker. Spelled spelled again. C O N A H Walker. Twitter, I still ain't got around to sort of uh, getting on there. So, yeah, that's it. All right, nice one, man. Connor, thanks thanks again for coming on, and I wish you all the best in training and looking forward to your next fight, whenever that may be. All the best for you as well, Liam, man. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Okay, you're listening to the Get To Know podcast. Shout out man like Connor. Big him up for coming on. Really enjoyed that. Man's getting pro athletes on this show now. Jeez. Come on. Yeah, man. Hopefully we can see him in the ring sometime soon. You know, he's... He's at an exciting point in his career, you know, not long gone pro, he's still beaten. So yeah, I'm sure he's itching to pick up where he left off and I wish him all the best. Don't forget, the visuals are on YouTube now. I mean, if you're listening at this point, you probably ain't going to go and check out the visuals. It's the same conversation. But yeah, man, for future reference, some video content there for you anyway let me recommend a tv show for you this is quite a well-known show so you may have watched it already if you haven't get on that straight away and it's called modern family so it's basically just as you can imagine uh, a family tv show um now i would rank this pretty highly you know 
maybe up there with like your Fresh Princes, My Wife and Kids. So yeah, man, I rate this show very highly. And I don't think anyone would dispute that. I don't know, if if you do, shout me in it, we'll discuss it. (laughs) So like the dynamic, it's meant to be, as you guess, a modern family. So you have Jay Pritchett, so he's like the, the, the granddad or the dad. Well, but yeah, he's both. So you've got him who's remarried uh, after a divorce. Uh, so he's with uh, the beautiful Sofia Vergara, uh, known as Gloria in the show. And she has her son. So obviously that's one branch of the family. And then he has two adult children. So you have Claire, who's married to Phil Dunphy, who's like a GOAT TV character. Um, and they have three kids. So it's Luke, Haley, and Alex. And then the final branch is Mitch. Uh, so he is Jay's son and Claire's uh, brother. And he's married to Cam, who is... Uh, a bit of a cliche, flamboyant, large gay man. And they have an adopted Vietnamese uh, baby girl. So, it, yeah, there's a lot of characters and their stories will always like intertwine. And yeah, man, it's a sick show. Sick show. Like, one of my friends, he recently watched it. And he was like, yeah, this show is incredible. And it wasn't even off the back of my suggestion. Like, he just watched it and just loved it. And that's the general consensus uh, from speaking to people who watch that show. So, yeah, man, check that out. You can find this on... Well, you can see it on Netflix, but they only have the first seven series. So if you have Sky or Now TV, the entertainment package, you're better off just watching it on there because the whole 11 series are on there. So yeah, a lot of episodes, 11 series, about 20-ish, 22 maybe? 22 episodes per series. Episodes are like 20 to 25 minutes. But yeah, man, trust me, you will yeah, you'll love it. You'll get right through that, I'm telling you. Actually, you might even take your time with it, but yeah it's a lot to keep you busy there but it's not a big commitment because the episodes are it's quite light watch light-hearted it's easy watching but yeah man modern family jump on that safe all right that's it from me remember visuals are there on youtube make sure you're subscribed yeah man more content coming for you got some sick guests coming up and I know you're going to enjoy it, so tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your cats, tell your dogs, tell everyone. Shout out Larry David, big up Jurgen Klopp, and shout out Getz. His album Conflict of Interest went number two of the charts, shout out him. Reminds me of uh, the conversation I had with Bouds back in uh, episode three, where we was talking about how you know, these UK artists, they're getting these number ones, you know, they're doing stick in the charts. Fortunately, he couldn't get the number one, but shout outs to him, man. It's a great piece of work. Check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, man. Shout outs to everyone locked in, all the people supporting. 
so much love for you guys big up yourselves and yeah man i'll see you next week safe <laughs>